الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم تبارك الذي بيده الملك وهو على كل شيء قدير الذي خلق الموت والحياه ليبلوكم ايكم احسن عملا سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم as we go through life we all have this desire to constantly improve and we see this in various aspects of our life so for instance if we have a particular hobby we'll see that we usually try to improve ourselves in that particular hobby. So for instance if my hobby is fishing, then and I struggle with fishing, I continuously try to improve my skills so that I become better at it, right? And there's never a point in time where I'm just content with 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 that. If my hobby is cooking, then I'm always trying to get I'm trying to improve in that, right? I'm not going to be content with just mediocre cooking. I'm going to try to improve my skill. I'm going to try new things out. I'm going to try new ingredients, new flavors. Uh, and i'm continuously you know having people test what i'm preparing because i want to know how could i make this better how could i make this better um certainly this applies you know for a sport that we play it also applies to our own personal career goals right there's never a time where i think i'm just going to remain exactly where i am especially you know for the first few decades of my career my schooling my gra- graduate schooling my 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 work life i'm always thinking how can i improve because i don't want to remain stagnant because we know when we remain stagnant um then one we age quick more quickly right quicker and on top of that we um you know anything that remains stagnant for instance like stagnant water um there's a lot of impurities that can sort of penetrate it so we're very uncomfortable with being stagnant we always want to improve so we understand this principle essentially in every aspect of our life we're trying to improve in our family lives for instance um and this general principle also applies in our deen as well which is that the believer should always be in a state in which they are trying to improve themselves in particular in their deeds and their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it can't be that i'm comfortable with my current state and i think oftentimes we become stuck in this or we become we we be we become comfortable with our state so for instance based off of our routine okay maybe we come to the masjid once a week or twice a week and i do that so routinely that it has become part of my routine okay i come for friday prayer it's part of my routine i come for the eid salah it's part of my routine i i pray, fast in the month of ramadan it's part of my routine you know it just becomes kind of this you know the stagnant state that we find ourselves in and the vast majority of the ummah is just comfortable with this but we see through a verse of the quran which i'm going to mention in just a moment and through the example of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the attitude of the believer is that i'm never content with my current state I'm always trying to improve myself just like I'm working toward improving every other facet of my life it can't be that I'm comfortable with this state there should always be this yearning or desire to improve myself in my connection with my Allah and to improve myself in the deeds that I perform that should be our constant attitude now there's a hadith there's a verse in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh it's a very famous verse it's often quoted and it's in this this second verse of surah al-mulk now the verse the 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 surah starts with tabarak alladhi biyadihi al-mulk wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir it praises allah ta'ala and his magnificent attributes right 
And then it continues, who is Allah Ta'ala? الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاتِ That being that created death and created life. That created death and created life. It's a very powerful verse because there's so much commentary on, well, what is exactly meant by, why did death come before life when we know that we're alive before we die, right? So the Mufassirun, they comment on this. And there's another general idea is that, uh, what does it mean to create death? Life is, is created, and death we think of as, as the absence of life. What's there to create about it? So the scholars of Tafsir really go into detail regarding this first part of the ayah, which is this is that being that created death and created life. For what purpose was it created? Right? So that we could be tested. So that you all could be tested. Which of you are better in deeds? That's the purpose of this life. This is the sole purpose of why Allah Ta'ala created life and created death. Why? So that we could be tested in who is better in deeds. Now this verse is often translated, if you look at some translations, it'll be translated as um, ahsanu amala. Who is the best in deeds? Maybe you've heard this translation. Who is the best in deeds? Um, but other translations, and some of the more current translations by some ulama, most ulama now really, is that, and if you look at the Arabic language, ahsanu amala. If this was intended to be the best deeds, and there's a reason why I'm, I'm mentioning the Arabic difference here, right? Ism taflil, which is, which is the, which is the, tense in which this, this um, word is used, it could either be, super, it's a superlative verb, which means it could either be comparative, the best or better is the question. Ayyukum ahsanu amala. And if it was written as al-ahsan, al-ahsan means the best, right? It's the pinnacle, it's best. And when you're comparing ahsanu amala, it's better indeed. Now, why, does, why is this subtlety important? Why is this subtlety important? It's because what's being highlighted to us or what's being alluded to is that, look, number one, we will never be perfect. And our goal as believers is not to seek perfection. Perfection is only with Allah. So we're never going to be the best. The best is Allah Ta'ala. That's point number one, right? Despite modern day society in which the context in which we live in, we're very unforgiving. We're expecting perfection in others and sometimes expecting perfection in ourselves. I mean, that can be very damaging. But that's point number one. Number two, is it's alluding to this notion that we should always try to be improving, even if we're never going to reach perfection. Even if we're never going to be reaching perfection, we should always be striving to be better in our deeds today than we were yesterday. And at the time of our death before, before we pass away. It's this struggle to always try to be better. Not the best, but to be better. Amongst ourselves or amongst our peers but to try to be better, right? It's this, it's Allah Ta'ala highlighting to us that there is this notion of, of self-improvement. It's this notion of self-improvement that we should always try to be better in particular in our deeds, and that's the purpose of life. Now, for each of us, it's going to be different. We're not all going to excel in our deen in the exact same way. Some people make progress toward their Allah very quickly, and you can see this person transforms overnight, you know, where one day they're coming to the masjid once a week, and then all of a sudden now we see them all the time, and then they're consistent in their Qur'an, they've left so many different sins, and now they've become, yeah, they were giving a lot of sadaqah. And there are other people who make progress a bit more slowly. You know, maybe it's that once a week they're performing salah in the masjid, and then they increase it to twice a week or three times a week. And over the course of maybe a few years, you, you gradually see this transformation. 
We're not all going to be the same. We're not all going to mirror one another. But what should be, what should be similar amongst every single believer, right? Ayyukum ahsanu amala. Every single believer should be working toward improving their state with Allah and improving their deeds. That should not. That should be a constant. That should be a constant. This idea of working toward improvement. Now. That means our mindset should always be what's next. Right? What's next? Meaning, if right now I'm, for in, you know, the, the, just, to give you, just to give an idea, to show how important our trajectory is, there's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, which many of us have heard, and that hadith is about that individual who had killed 99 people and eventually decided that this person wanted to change their life and they went to someone for help and they couldn't help them, so then they also killed that person, now it became 100 people. Right? And then eventually they, that, you know, that individual who had committed this, these crimes now started going toward the direction of a pious person that could now help him. Right? This, this, is, this is a hadith, the Prophet mentions this. Now starts going toward that direction and on its path that person had passed away. Right? And the angels sort of argue back and forth between, you know, should this person be granted Jannah or not be granted Jannah? And what, eventually what they did was they basically measured the distance that that person was from their past and then where, they're, where they were trying to go to. And, and there's different, you know, hadith and commentaries that mention that the angels actually, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused the distance to become shorter on one side so that that person could be entered into Jannah. That, those are all details. But what's being highlighted from this hadith is that the direction that this person is going and the trajectory this person is taking is what's most important. Meaning, if, my, if I'm stagnant, it's a problem. If I'm in this direction, if I'm headed toward, if I'm, impro- if I'm, if I'm working toward improving, that's success. That's success. Now, that success, that improvement could be, you know, very quick improvement. It could be very slow improvement. It could be very steady. It could be in between. But the idea is that there has to be improvement. That's, that's, that's the idea, is that there has to be improvement. So practically speaking for us, the question is, you know, how do I bring this into my own life? Well, it requires a bit of analysis, right? Just like we may analyze how we're going to thrive in our career. Maybe I want to climb the ladder in my, in my, in my company. Um, how, how is it that I'm going to thrive in a particular sport that I'm playing? And I'll make some analysis and say, look, where are my weaknesses? Where are my strengths? Similarly, when it comes to our deen, we should have this idea as well, right? Which is that, okay, what's next? Practically speaking, right now, I come to the masjid once a day. Maybe I need to work toward twice a day. All right, that's going to be now my goal, toward improving. Now, it may take a week. It may take two weeks, but, but that should be my goal. Now, let's say that I'm struggling with that improvement plan. Okay, that's fine. Move on. Come back to that one later. Maybe I really can't increase the time in the masjid, so let me work on the next thing. Maybe I need to increase my connection with the Qur'an, and every day I want to spend a few minutes reciting Qur'an. So now that becomes part of my improvement plan, right? Or maybe it's, the, okay, right, next, I've done that, I've accomplished this step, next step. I want to be someone who gives sadaqah, gives my wealth consistently to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now I work on that, if I, and, 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 and I'm conscious about it. Now, if I achieve that goal, perfect, I move on to the next. If I don't achieve it and I'm struggling, I say, okay, you know what, this one's tough for me. Let's take a step back. Maybe I can't accomplish this one. Let me work on something else. Maybe I can work on being the first person to say salam when I see a believer. You know, normally I wait for people to come and say salam to me. Okay, now I'm going to be that one person that goes and says salam because we know the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever begins the salam is free of pride. So that's not going to be my next, that's, that's part of my improvement plan. But we should be strategizing in this way. Right? We, we should be thinking about things in this way. We should think about things in terms of how can I make myself better. So we should, practically speaking, we should analyze and say, okay, where am I with my Quran, with my Salah? And, and, and we should prioritize those things that are the most important. 
We should prioritize those things that are most important. So in my improvement plan, for instance, if, my, if I'm not, um, I'm, this is an extreme example, but if my improvement plan, if I'm not waking up for Fajr, then my plan should not be, how can I wake up for Tahajjud? Right? I mean, it's common sense, but we should think about it this way. Similarly, if I'm not coming to Fajr in the Masjid, for instance, I shouldn't be worried about how am I going to wake up for Tahajjud. Right? These are, there's a priority list that's involved here. And part of our improvement plan should be to identify what are the most important things that Allah Ta'ala expects of me as a believer. So we know, for instance, Salah is the most important thing that Allah Ta'ala expects of me. Okay, so now I'm going to work toward improving my Salah. We know that, uh, or for just to give a, a more practical example, if I'm not praying my prayer five times a day, and I'm not reciting the Qur'an on a daily basis, priority list-wise, what's more important, Right? What's more important? Is that reading of the Qur'an every day more important or praying the Salah? Undoubtedly, it's praying Salah. So now that should be part of my improvement plan. Put the daily Qur'an aside for a moment. Put that daily aside because the first thing I'll be asked about on the judgment will be my five daily prayers. I can't get around that. Right? Similarly, so one is toward improving in terms of our deeds and strategizing and thinking consciously about what are those things that I can do to improve my connection with Allah and improve in my deeds and creating a priority list of those things that are most expected of me. You know, amongst this, for instance, will be my wudu. If I'm not making my wudu properly, well, then that should be top of my priority list. Now, there's things that I add into my life, but then similarly, there should be a priority list of those things that I need to take away from my life. Meaning, those things that are potentially holding me back from success, which means sins. So if, for instance, there's a minor sin in my life and there's a major sin in my life, I should prioritize making sure that I work toward removing those major sins before I worry necessarily about the minor ones. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to eliminate it, but it means I make an effort. And if I succeed in it, great. If I don't, I say, you know what? Let me come back to this one. Let me work on the next one, and I'll try this one again in a week or two. Right? So we're just constantly planning. We're constantly thinking, how can I improve? Allah Ta'ala wants us to be better. Not the best. Not the best. Because the best requires some degree of perfection. But He wants us to be better. And our trajectory should always be sloping upward. It shouldn't be sloping downward. And it shouldn't be horizontal. It shouldn't be horizontal. Because look, Ultimately, on the day of judgment, we're, we are dependent on Allah's mercy. It doesn't matter if I am a wali of Allah who's praying, yeah, who's, uh, who's consistent in every which way possible, right? Ultimately, we're dependent on Allah's mercy. Even the Prophet himself says that he was dependent on Allah's mercy, right? This is hadith. The way by which we are seeking to attract Allah's mercy is by showing Allah that, Ya Allah, I'm imperfect, but I'm trying. I'm imperfect, but I'm trying. If my path is, if, 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 my, if, if, if I'm not improving and I'm just staying like this, that means I'm not really struggling and I'm not really trying. We have to show to Allah that we're in this direction so that if we pass away, at least we're passing away, drawing closer to Allah rather than remain, remaining stagnant or descending away from Allah or moving away from Allah. And this is the goal of Islam, of our deen which is to always think about how can I get better? Because if Allah Ta'ala takes away my life today, I want the angels to record that I was making an effort toward Him. I was aiming for becoming better. That's what I want the angels to record. Because that's what's going to attract Allah Ta'ala's mercy on the Day of Judgment more than anything else. More than anything else. So, the summary for today's discussion is Allah Ta'ala mentions the Qur'an 
that he created life and death for the purpose, one purpose alone, and that is to see how we can succeed. As a test to see which of us will be better in our deeds. And so for us that means that just as we seek to improve in so many different aspects of our life, when it comes to our connection with Allah Ta'ala and the deeds that we perform to work for Him and for His sake, it means that we should also be on an improvement plan. It should mean that we should be on a lifelong improvement plan. That periodically we check in with ourselves, see where we are, we add new things into our life that will show Allah Ta'ala that we're working toward improving, we remove those evil things in our life that are taking us away from Allah Ta'ala, but that we're constantly making this analysis so that our trajectory is upward toward Allah Ta'ala and toward improvement. And if we can do this, and we'll be successful. The steps that we should take don't necessarily need to be major steps. In fact, most people that try to make dramatic changes in their life are unsuccessful in doing so. Most people that succeed are going to be people that gradually try to take a step toward Allah. Now, sometimes what will happen is that intention of making a gradual improvement, Allah Ta'ala will appreciate it so much that He will suddenly cause this individual to boost. And then all of a sudden you see all this progress being made. And you wonder, well, this wasn't even my intention, but it was Allah Ta'ala's attention that was attracted. Because the intention that I made of improvement was so beloved to Allah that I quickly made progress. I may be intended to remove a couple of things from my life that were sinful, but Allah Ta'ala appreciated that effort so much that He made it so much easier for me to remove so much more. So we should make that intention. We should analyze our lives and see which things we can add into it that will allow us to improve and be better. We should prioritize those, prioritize those things that are most relevant and most important that we'll be asked about in the Day of Judgment, work toward bringing those into our lives before those things that are perhaps less important. And we should remove those major things in our life that are taking us away from Allah and drawing us toward the fire of hell and then prioritize those over those things that are a bit minor. But ultimately... We should work toward improvement and never be content with, our, with, with, with being stagnant in our deen. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to appreciate uh, the, uh, the, the verses of his Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to become better in our actions and become stronger in our connection with him. May Allah ta'ala allow us to always be sloping upward when it comes to success in our deen and success in our akhirah. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين